Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we are your hosts today for Real Presence Live. I was <laughs> yes, going to say that's Catholic what we call Family this. Services. Well, no. <laughs> No, that's not the name of the show. That's not the name of your show, Heather. Where am I? Where am I? (laughs) Thank you for joining us. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the Pastoral Center, which is the third floor studio, and Dr. Bergwald. Yes, we are. How's your day going so far, Heather? It's been a busy day already. I've already had a meeting this morning. Nine o'clock central time. You've already had a meeting? Started at 6.45. What an early day. I know. It becomes a long day. I'm not Amen. a morning person, but... So we have been praying a novena here mm-hmm. on Real Presence Live, the novena of St. Monica, or to St. Monica. So we're on day six. Sounds good. All right, shall we get started? Sounds good. All right, in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we pray for all those who believe in their hearts, but are fe- fearful of judgment or institutions. May they find the support and joy of belonging to our church community. Exemplary mother of the great Augustine, you perseveringly pursued your wayward son, not with wild threats, but with prayerful cries to heaven. Intercede for all mothers in our day so that they may learn to draw their children to God. Teach us to remain close to all God's children, even the prodigal sons and daughters who have sadly gone astray. Dear St. Monica, troubled wife and mother, many sorrows pierced your heart during your lifetime, yet you never despaired or lost faith. With confidence, persistence, and profound faith, you prayed daily for the conversion of your beloved husband, Patricius, and your beloved son, Augustine. Grant me the same fortitude, patience, and trust in the Lord. Intercede for me, dear St. Monica, that God may favorably hear my plea for those whom I'm praying for. Grant me the grace to accept his will in all things, through Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. St. Monica. Pray for us. Amen. Name Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Why are we praying that prayer uh, right now? Because 
her feast day lands on the last day. <laughs> the 27th of August here, just coming up, uh, what's today, the 25th? 24th. 24th. Yep. Three days. Three more days. Um, and, and whose feast day is the next day? Her son. Ding, ding. Well done, Heather. I know, right? I prepared. <laughs> That's all I know. That's it. That's all I know. How's it going, Dr. Bergwald? It's going well. So we get an update from you the next half hour. Okay, that sounds good. So I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay, we've got we've got things to announce, or at least Dr. Bergwald does. Yeah, big exciting things, things. Big things happening. But yes. before we get there, we're going to move to Catholic Family Services and Teresa Henriksen. How are you? I am well, thank you. Here, for I'll turn on me. your mic. Is That'd that be better? Helpful. Oh, yeah. there we go. You're in charge of all of that. Good morning. Good morning. So, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, as you said, I'm Teresa Henriksen. I live in Yankton, South Dakota. I have been there for 25 years. I've been married to Andy for 34 years. He is a professor of speech and theater at Mount Marty <coughs> University. Now. Oh, you're married to that Andy. Oh, wow. Oh. oh. So now this is how it's going to be. Oh, oh, you're Andy's. Do you get this a lot, Teresa? That you're Andy. Andy's wife. I take it with great delight. <laughs> Well done, Teresa. Andy is a character. If you've never met Andy, he is delightful. <laughs> he oh well, is. well, just wait till you get to know Teresa. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, we try to be joyful yeah. in how we live our lives, Amen. and you Andy do it well. certainly, you do it well. Andy certainly does that well and brings joy where. Where he works, we have three adult daughters um, that have bring great joy to our life, and three granddaughters, and that's kind of my personal deal. We've been in music ministry for years in at Sacred Heart Parish mm-hmm. in Yankton. Professionally, I'm going to date myself here a little bit. <laughs> I've been a licensed addiction counselor for over 30 years. Wow. And then I've been in clinical mental health for 28 to 30 years. Wow. Quite the calling. Yes, it's been full of ups and downs, but um, the more I go along in this field, by the grace of God, my love for our humanity Mm. grows. And so I have great appreciation for just how human we are and um, how our humanity shows itself in glorious ways. And not so glorious ways. And not so much. So I'm three weeks now into the clinical director role of Catholic Family Services. So I'm it's with great joy that I get to be called into this um, arena of the clinical director. So we can talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead. So so I have two questions to start off. First of all, I'm curious. So I'm going to, you can go, you can, well, you have to answer both of them, but you can choose which one you want to answer first. (laughs) So I'm curious, first of all, the distinction between uh, addiction counselor for how many years did you say? 30. 30. But then the second thing was? Clinical mental health. So I'm curious about, for if you could explain to me and the audience the distinction between the two. But then secondly, we have listeners from across the upper Midwest, who many of whom may not know what Catholic Family Services is or what it means to be the clinical director. Great. So also curious for you to unpack that as well. But sure. you can choose which one you want to start Sure, with, I will do that. I will do that. Um, 
I'm also going to step back personally a little bit, and then I'll answer those two questions. So then also in 2019, I received a yes. certificate from um, the Seneca School of Spiritual Direction in Spiritual Direction. So the Lord has just been so generous in to me. So the last two years, I have also been learning this art of spiritual direction My and goodness. have had the privilege of doing some work at Broomtree. Wow. So the Lord has just been you know, showering me at the fire hose of the Holy Spirit, and I say thank you. Amen. Wow. So back to the distinction. So I began my career in addictions work right here in Sioux Falls, because I grew up in Sioux Falls. And there was a point, so I could do that with a bachelor's degree. I held the first um, license as a chemical dependency counseling counselor, and as a bachelor's degree, I could do that. And with specific, I only did work in addictions, outpatient alcohol um, treatment, and made the decision that if I was going to do this work, I really wanted to kind of learn how to do it. So then I went and got my master's degree. And through the pursuit of my master's degree in educational psychology and counseling through the University of South Dakota, pursued licensure as a professional counselor and then a clinical mental health counselor. So through all the exams they want you to take. Uh, that's how you get all those initials behind your name. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Kind of becomes alphabet soup. Mm -hmm. It allows me to be able to diagnose mental health conditions, anxiety, depression, um, mood disorders, traumatic stress disorder, that sort of thing. And... That's kind of the distinction, okay. the, the um, treatment that can be provided for individuals. Okay, okay. Does that help yeah, you that does, that does, that does. Okay. So then what does it mean that you're, what is CFS? Kind yeah, of so CFS, it's such a beautiful organization um, that primarily provides outpatient counseling across the Diocese of Sioux Falls. So we have offices in Aberdeen, mm -hmm. in Yankton, in Sioux Falls, and Gettysburg. So, um, yeah. So we primarily are an outpatient counseling office. However, those that are familiar with CFS or those that aren't, we will share a little bit about the area of grief has really become a passion for Catholic Family Services over the last several years. And so we do have some opportunities for people to participate in what's called Grief Share. Um, that's really been a passion of the therapists at Catholic Family Services. And then they've also do grief work, grief, no, I said grief work, excuse me. They do work around surviving divorce has been mm -hmm. another mm -hmm. area right. that they've done quite a bit of work. They also have been involved in um, Rachel's Vineyard to assist women who um, have post-abortive experiences. So they do a number of group work as well as individual counseling to really help the human person heal from what they've been through. And part of our vision moving forward under the guidance of Bishop's beautiful vision and mission is to really move into human flourishing, to help people experience inside and out the joy, where we were made for joy, and so we hope to really move into more presentations, um, Mental Health 101, to assist people mm. just to flourish. 
I think, you know, uh, we've, uh, so Emily Lee is the executive director um, for Catholic Family Services. And Thank you. In our conversations, she's, I, I love, and I think this is in some of your literature um, as well, but the the reality that sometimes in life we, we need therapy. There are particular experiences we've had um, which have left maybe deep wounds, scars, if you will, emotionally, psychologically. So we need therapy. Um, but sometimes there's a distinction, and I don't know if we, we don't need to necessarily get a distinction, but sometimes we simply need counseling. Um, and counseling, and now, Teresa, if you, I wish <laughs> I wish we were video, because Teresa's laughing. And I'm wondering why. Right she's going to explain why she's <laughs> laughing. Um, but I love what I see in the literature about how healthy people seek counseling. Mm. So sometimes we're... we're "Quote unquote unhealthy." We're deeply, deeply wounded, and we need therapy, right? But but many of us need counseling. Can you first of all oh explain boy. correct therapy versus just, counseling? Is yeah, that what we're going? That's what I did, but Teresa's going to okay. correct me. All right. So I am Good. I am laughing. I like it when people correct him. <laughs> There's a desire to make this correction or this distinction between counseling and therapy. therapy. However, they really can be interchanged. Oh. So I appreciate the distinction that you are trying or you are making is that um, most people can benefit from the opportunity to to talk through life experiences and by bouncing it off someone else, they have an opportunity to learn and grow and flourish and gain an increase in their health. I think that's how people are trying to make that distinction versus kind of deep-rooted woundedness, trauma that may require intensive psychotherapy. Yes. Mm. But, but, there. so so is the, uh, the, the silent laughter that you were just, I don't know, doing <laughs> is it because they're really just different is it a matter of a difference of degree rather than kind maybe to use that distinction well, like, there's not really a like maybe one's more intensive than the other but they're not different things part part of how it's defined is the degree to which functioning is impaired okay. mm. so mm -hmm. we can have high functioning people that that may desire growth I think that's yep. the distinction that has gotcha. been made is yep. there's a desire for growth and high functioning. <clears throat> we can also have people who aren't well in terms of they maybe have been through much, yep. but they're high functioning. Okay. So, but that does become okay, gotcha. okay. part of the distinction is how well is a person functioning across their life areas, sure. family, socially, occupationally, et cetera. Okay. We've got. A, I know we've got a break coming up, but Teresa, after the break, I'm, I'm curious to hear more about uh, this the human flourishing that you were speaking about, and and what you talked about joy, you and your husband early. But I know where you find joy, why you love doing what you get to do, um, what you've been doing, and now in your role with Catholic Family Services. Okay, sound good. Thanks. Right. More with Teresa Hendrickson from Catholic Family Services right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, 
I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Yeah, I've been listening to Catholic Radio, <clears throat> starting out in Seattle, uh, Sacred Heart Radio. Had a had a long commute, and you know, searching through the stations, kind of came up upon Catholic Radio, and you know, people were asking a lot of questions that I had, and I was able to kind of passively listen to all the different responses and ponder those, and kind of carry on a conversation <laughs> with the radio in my car, and and then proceed to look things up further as I as I learned about it. So so I have a lot of favorites, um, did a lot for me in my life and continues to um, really like Catholic Answers and all the uh, different themed hours they have where people can call in and ask virtually anything, um, like Crest in the Afternoon, getting that uh, Catholic perspective um, on, the, on the news for the day and all that's going on. Um, you know, and I, I could go on and on uh, like all the programs. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We're broadcasting today from the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We have been having a great discussion with Teresa Henriksen, who is the new clinical director of Catholic Family Services. We've been asking her a lot of tough questions. I guess Chris well, I, has. <laughs> probably just bad questions is more what they are than anything. No, I'll jump back, though, a moment, because you asked earlier, really, what is the role of a clinical oh, director? Yeah, yeah. So part of that role is just to oversee the clinical excellence of our therapists and to grow um, in our clinical work that we do and that we offer across the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Okay. So just to have some oversight over our clinicians, Your clinic, um, clinicians to support clinicians to do case consultation because when we are in the weeds of other people's mm-hmm. challenges it's important mm-hmm. to just be able to um, talk through those cases to support one another excellent so one question i have for you is that <laughs> so, i had a question before the break that i teased fine go ahead it's fine. your show okay it's not my show <laughs> called catholic family services apparently but that's another story <laughs> So I have a daughter who seeks uh, mental health therapy. I've always been very worried about new age therapists. And I've always been concerned about being able to send her to someone that I can trust isn't going to lead her down a path completely opposite of her Catholic faith. 
So how do you go about that as the clinical director? Yes. So I'm thankful you asked that question because here at um, Catholic Family Services, our desire is to really engage in and educate people to the beauty of who we are as children of God and our identity that comes from children of God and to be obedient to the magisterium of the church. Yeah. And and so that is part of the ongoing formation that we do with our own therapists. They're all they're the Sioux Falls therapists, I believe, are all practicing Catholics. I'm only three weeks in, so I don't have a great <laughs> sense yet of everything uh, that's going on in our, our offices. That's part of my, my first task. And none of them are going to go against the church's teachings. Correct. Right. Correct. Yes. And my, that's even true. So I do, and my understanding is some of the um, uh, other therapists, contracted uh, counselors and so on, uh, may not be themselves Catholic, but they are Christian at least. And to Heather's point, um, there's, there's nothing not that would be in conflict yeah. with what the magisterium says, even if they themselves personally don't practice Catholic faith. That's my understanding. Yep. Yep. And so part of the clinical role, the clinical director role, and of course, Emily's role as executive director is also to keep our uh, tabs on that a little bit to make sure that people who are um, receiving services mm -hmm. are receiving it from an authentic Catholic um, point of view. Yeah, I always mm -hmm. think that's important to remember when you're sending, when you're going or sending someone to a therapist. Sure, sure. Yep. They exist where they're kind of like yes. questionable. And so that's really on the front lines also nationally. There's an organization called Catholic Psychotherapy Association, and their upcoming conference in April really is on the topic of Catholic psychotherapy and Catholic psychology and what that means and what that looks like, looks okay. like so that the people who are sitting in our pews can, with confidence, seek out Catholic therapists with that assurance that they are going to receive Catholic-oriented uh, therapy, right? Great. That's important. So, uh, just what you just said: Catholics in the pews seeking out therapy or counseling, or whatever counseling, you want to call it, whichever, <laughs> wherever they fall on the continuum. So, I think there are some obvious things that come to <laughs> people's minds: uh, various forms of addiction. You mentioned already grief, um, divorce. But what are some other ways, maybe? Uh, Teresa, why people, maybe things that people wouldn't think about um, where seeing a counselor, a therapist, could be beneficial. Again, there's sort of the sort of obvious things. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, people would go to, I can see why people go to counseling or therapy for that. But I think there are those things that people don't realize. Even for these sorts of things, hmm. seeing a counselor or therapist can be helpful. Anything come to mind that particular? Like? Well, part of what comes to mind initially are those areas of transition. So um, mothers whose children may be leaving the nest oh. might be a place where they would seek counseling. I speak only because I'm an empty nester, yes. and that's a transition. <laughs> um, couples may want to seek counseling um, upon the birth of their first child just to do kind of a check-in in their marriage because of the stress that a new little sweetheart can bring into the relationship. Mm. Sometimes after a, a car accident, not even necessarily 
um, a severe tragic car accident, although it would be appropriate then. But if there's some reaction to any event where there's a transition, those would be places with which people could benefit hmm. from receiving growth counseling, I think is what the catch term is in go. like our seminaries. They call it growth, growth counseling, counseling sure. versus um, psychotherapy. So, so I, how can it be helpful then? So transition moments like that, great. Those are, I, I love those examples, but I could see where somebody said, okay, why would I go to a counselor for Empty nesting. Empty nesting. <laughs> Birth of a first child. I mean, because I, like, I don't have enough time as it is. Like, at the, we got the new kid, and now you're saying I should go to counseling? Yes. Why? Yes. Well, I think part of what you are touching on is the stigma connected to the word counseling. Yes. So as soon as yes. we hear the word counseling, we have the sense in our brain that there's something wrong with mm. me, yes. that I need to receive this from someone else. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we continue to work against stigma. But the opportunity to have someone listen to you and hear you from your perspective and give back to you your perspective is an opportunity for the person who's receiving just to learn. We learn things when our worldview is validated and mm. challenged. Um, so a person, an empty nesting woman or man, well, retirement for men is actually a, a, oh, play, sure. a transition yes. place yes. for men to, to have some growth counseling. You look like you have I, another I, question. Yeah, but finish your, thought, finish your thought. Finish your thought. Go ahead. So, so for a woman who's, who, I'm not quite sure we're, why we're on empty nesting, but we'll, we'll stay there a moment. No, why that may be beneficial is... Um, <laughs> Are you transitioning? Is I just dropped my daughter off at college on Friday. And she doesn't want to talk about <laughs> I it, Teresa. I said yes. it three times before we started. I'm like, we're not talking about it. Because he's like, how are you doing? We're not talking about oh, it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes. And then I would say empty nesting. So for as we women who have been mothering children for years and years, and part of how we see ourselves and the role we've been in and our vocation has been loving and raising these children... Our heart leaves with our children, and yet our role has changed. And so that is a spot with which we can come in and just talk about how do I see myself? How do I experience? What do I do with this extra time? How do I love my children well when they're far away and I'm worried about them? How do I let the Lord kind of love me in all of that? So that's kind of the example so the reason why i was yes. getting all excited over so so what to me the thread then is uh transition points where maybe i'm having to rediscover who i am or find my identity so heather has identified herself in many ways you know, as, as a mom and she obviously still is a mom even though her daughter's at college but her daughter's not around so who am i uh, uh the 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 man who retires um i'm the i'm the breadwinner i'm the provider i'm the da -da -da -da. I'm not anymore. Who am I? Mm. So those times that and that sounds like a common thread mm -hmm. in those many of those, if not all. Oh, grief. Uh, the, the examples you gave, where they they call they cause me to question where I found my identity, and it may have been a good thing, but now that things maybe not there or it's very different, and so now I have to sort of rediscover who am I. Well said. And I think that can apply also on that front end, now that I'm a new parent. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. How how am I a wife? How am I a mother? How am I a husband? How am I a father? All those questions. How do we work together to raise this child when how we have been raised in our families of origin tend to really begin to manifest themselves differently when children come on the scene. Great mm-hmm. job. Uh, so I, we only have a few minutes left, Teresa, and I know that there were some uh, different opportunities, events, programs that Catholic Family Services has that I want to make sure you have some time to talk about. Great. Can I just plug them? Please. Absolutely. Okay, Please. we just have a number of wonderful things coming up this fall. First of all, I want to mention the Caregivers Retreat that is coming up for caregivers of special needs children. Mm. That's September 12th at Broomtree. However, I'm going to give the number to Catholic Family Services, if I may, Mm -hmm. so that people can call to register. That number is 605-988-3775. And for that particular retreat, my understanding is that caregivers are welcome to bring their special needs child to the event with them. What a blessing. It is a blessing. It's exciting. So there will be a day camp available for the special needs child. But for more information, they can call that number. As we've, as we've also talked about grief, uh, Catholic Family Services will again be offering grief share. And that begins for, um, it runs for 11 weeks and it begins September 14th through November 23rd. And I'm really excited about this because they also have an option for rural members of Mm. our diocese. So that will be offered online September 10th through November 19th. And that will be in the morning. But again, call the CFS phone number for more information and to register. And a long staple of Catholic Family Services is the Surviving Divorce Program. And that's a six-week program that runs September 14th through October 19th on Tuesday evenings from 6 to 8. So I just encourage people, as we've been talking this morning, that those are some programs that we offer to help with uh, either adjustment things, sure. um, because of divorce, again, we yeah, didn't really yeah, talk about divorce. Yeah. That's another place of transition with which to receive care. And group work is really beneficial because when we're working, participating in a group or facilitating a group, we really recognize that we're not terminally unique. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's yeah. a, a term a friend, uh, my, uh, excuse me a term a friend of mine used because when we're going through difficult things there is uh, it's not uncommon to think I'm going through this alone Mm -hmm. and I'm the only one that have experienced it and isolation increases so when we're in a group we hear others experiences and go oh I'm not alone they know what I'm talking about I the same thing happened so it decreases isolation and increases connection so Beautiful. we're able to receive from one another. That, the phone number one more time, Teresa? Yes, yeah, 605-988-3775. Wonderful. Great. Teresa Hendrickson, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for the we'll opportunity. We'll have you on again. Great. Too we'll much talk, to talk about. We'll talk about joy that time. There we go. All Sounds right. good, Teresa. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Dr. Bergwald has an announcement. Yes, I do. All right, stay with us. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 